0: Right, Radcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to this show from the latest Netflix hit show, 28 Days Haunted, psychic medium and paranormal investigator, Mr. Sean Austin. Sean, what is up? How are we doing? I'm good, bro. What about you? You hanging in there with this uh, roller coaster ride? <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. Um, first and foremost, congrats. This is a, it's an amazing show and it's it's ranked. Last I checked it was like sixth or seventh in the world on Netflix, man.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. You know, they've never, as far as I know, ever released a paranormal reality show on Netflix and it's you know, Netflix is a different, you know, animal compared to regular T V stuff. I mean yeah, uh, you know, discovery and stuff. They, they usually do US first and then months later it travels and goes to other countries from there. But it's this is worldwide release, so you you're getting a. Uh, you know, seeing it all over the world all at once, it's, it's pretty uh, interesting and wild to see it unfold.
0: <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna tell you right now, you deserve this, dude. I've been following you, we've been social media friends for a while. Um, I remember watching your periscopes. remember the Periscope app?
1: Yeah, I, I, that was that's when I started live streaming yep. back in 2015.
0: Yep, I remember when you were actually like, outside the Amityville home, they wouldn't let nobody in at the time, you are outside, you're, you're really all in with this field. Um, and I've seen you hit graveyards and stuff, and, and do spirit box things. And tell, tell the listeners out there before we get into the show a little bit about you, um, as far as like when you first got in the field and how it all happened.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, gosh, I got into the field by mistake, um, but prior to that, I always loved watching paranormal documentaries going back to, you know, the, the 90s and stuff like shows like sightings or unsolved mysteries yeah. and, or, or, you know, leading into stuff like a haunting later on. I mean, I really believed in people's stories and the genuinity um, of what they experienced. I wondered about it, really believed in it. But I never thought about actually going out and searching on my own for it until at one point in my life, I was waitering in a restaurant and a friend of mine's a real big skeptic and I wanted him to have an experience. So I took him out to a local cemetery that had a lure of three women in white that would chase you out. And, and throughout the whole night, he's laughing the whole time. And At the meantime, it was a defining moment for me because I got my first ever EVP of a little child in front of a child's grave. Oh, wow. And not until the next night did I know that I had this recording. And when I listened back, it just blew me away. It freaked me out. It was scary, but it was exhilarating. And um, it drew me in and two or three weeks later. So I shadowed a little girl at the corner of my bed. Even when it was light out, it wasn't even dark. And from there, just again, that was my trigger. It drew me in. And then just my journey into the paranormal. You know, years of going out investigating. And you know, then I ended up having my own podcast after hosting one with somebody. And then I met Ralph Sarchi, who was um, my mentor in demonology. And then I did the demon files with him. Uh, which is the first TV thing I ever did on Discovery. And then, um, you know, I published my first book, and then just, you know, constantly just doing stuff and traveling the country, and uh, it was kind of a tangent, too, for me, because, you know, music and being a singer-songwriter was my first passion ever in life, and I was, you know, really um, trying to go towards that until this was like a meteor out of the sky and hit me over the head and took me along this strange journey.
0: Yeah, and I have to remember when when you were writing songs and releasing them and shit back, you know, um, and it's and it's interesting to see how you segue from that right into the paranormal field And you're a hard worker man. That's what I was telling you in chat the other day You deserve this shit because I I don't know a lot of people out there that work in this field harder than you I mean you, you really put all in, in this in this field
1: Yeah, I've been to so many places in the last couple of years. It's crazy yeah. um, But I love every minute of it. It's my passion and you know the experience the knowledge and From that experience and knowledge to be able to help people living and not Um, you know, it's, it's, that's that's part of the calling of it to me. Um, and we're never going to learn everything. It's endlessly fascinating. And the people that are truly passionate about it, I think that's really what, um, lures us in and, and, and has these situations constantly, um, to the point where we're, we're we're always searching, uh, for more answers.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So obviously we're going to talk about 28 days haunted, which is just blowing up all over Netflix, all over the world. so I'm going to let you tell the listeners out there the, the premise of this show. I'll touch on it for a little bit. It's, it's about three teams, and, and, and they hit three different locations at the same time. spend 28 days. Now, tell the listeners about the three locations and the one you were at, your team was at in Connecticut, and also how, how it was that you ended up on the show in the first place.
1: Yeah, so there's three teams um, living in uh, haunted locations for 28 days, and um, this is based off a, a cycle of theory that the Warrens came up with. Now, I assume and theorize that this came from the Amityville Horror House because I'm very familiar with the Amiable story, and I even have a documentary that came out. And I know you just mentioned about me being by the Amiable House on Periscope, and yeah. because of my experiences live there, turned into a documentary and stuff from that house followed me home. But, anyways, um, I feel like that's where Ed got that from because the Lutz family ran out of there after 28 days of living in the home, and that was a really serious haunting. So he probably based that potentially as some sort of. Um, mm-hmm. Theory of a cycle of what would happen living in an environment that was so toxic on a spiritual level so that's what this show is about to see if that um, cycle has any truth to it and that's where we ended up in these three locations um i was contacted online uh, to be a part of it um and um you know there's a lot of i believe they 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 talked to many, many paranormal investigators, hundreds as as far as, um, I believe I heard. Um, but yeah, I just, I I ended up on it. I mean, I actually do live in Connecticut. Um, I had no idea where I was going. Um, obviously I'm in Connecticut. You're going to have an idea, but I, 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 really didn't know. Um, you know, the place that we ended up, like I had heard about it, that place, it was on my radar. Like I knew it was on TV, but I knew nothing about the place. Um, you know, and obviously unraveling what was there it was just, I'm actually glad I never went there because <laughs> that would have ruined a lot too. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, right. um, but uh, you know, it, I had the most beautiful, emotional, paranormal experience I've ever had while filming the show um, separate from, you know, it was actually, well, it was like a building of what was happening there. It's because of my connection to the female spirit that happened to me every single day um, that she related to me. I had such a crazy, emotional, spiritual telepathic connection with this lady, Mercy, um, Adelaide that, um, you know, it led to this just amazing moment for me that I literally just, I I could not stop crying. And you do see part of that on the show. Now it goes a lot further from that, but this experience, um, that even goes further from the show. And that's why, you know, watch the show because I have something that I'm releasing next month. Um, because of this experience and also evidence you didn't see on the show because it inspired a song because i i lived at that property i couldn't go anywhere i had no phone tv or internet and i had no communication with the outside world so i um, brought my guitar because that was you know my safe haven yeah. always and to be able to be creative and play the guitar and like you know living in that that environment with knowing this this female had lost her captain she's still looking for him and she'd come to me while I was like sleeping I, I had so many different things come to me while I'm sleeping it wasn't just her it was many different things and and mind you these are very you know, you're talking about 30 something minute episodes split into three and we were there for 28 days. Like yeah. you're talking hundreds and hundreds of hours of investigating yeah. and experiences that people j- just have no idea like how, <laughs> how deep and draining. Uh, we were engaging spirits seven days a week to the wee hours uh, with no breaks. No escape from the, the property. So um, there's so much more that was going on from what you even get to see on the show. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful and humbled to be a part of that. And again, it led to this experience and inspired a song that I wrote about this woman. And I have evidence with the paranormal experience that's connected to this song. Um, and I'm actually filming a music video in two days, uh, not in two days, in two weeks um, to tell the story present this evidence and then actually you'll be able to see uh, the song, hear the song and watch like a music video to tell to just give a, a you know, an extension of, of this experience wow. and how, how profound it was for me.
0: You know, I was just I was hoping you were gonna say video because I was like this this, this if any song needs a video, this one would need a video to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so did how much how much history did they tell you about the location once you guys got there like you said you had no idea where you're going for sure so when you get there you take the blindfolds off i mean did they sit down and go over like the, the history and the layout of the property and all that stuff
1: nothing they just threw us in there like like you know blind
0: in the blind <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah it was so just like it was just we would have to try to unravel it ourselves basically
0: so you actually um, connected with this female spirit that that, that that that's a known spirit um yes and you see that she,
1: she would come to me um, I, I saw her as a, with like long gray hair as an older woman and when I had that experience that's part of it you see that building on the show like yeah she did show also show me like a golden locket and she would open up and I saw her as like a young beautiful woman she like a brunette so I think she was showing me at, at two points of her life because she had stayed there till her last breath like waiting for her captain and she, obviously she was still there waiting even in death
0: Wow and the location is called Captain Grant's Inn, and what's really cool is it was built in 1754. As an old, really old location. Now, did you pick up on energy as soon as you walked in that place?
1: I mean, as soon as we got out of the car, because there's so much history. I felt it on the land as well as in the house. And then, you know, what we discovered is that you know there's a cemetery, There's an old, old cemetery in the back of the property outside. Um, that we did a lot of investigating, too, but you didn't see it on the show. And as well, acro- right across the street from the house is where, uh, you know, Mercy and the captain's grave is buried there. But the, the captain's grave, it's, it's it, you know, he's not there. It's just more of a memorial. But she wanted to be buried, I guess, next to a memorial of him because she loved him so much. And that's just, you know, <laughs> brings that <laughs> to the forefront even more about this poor lady and what she suffered with her heartache for so many years.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but there was so much there. Um you know, the history was all over the place. Um, it wasn't just inside that house.
0: How challenging was it? Because if you, for those who watched the show, there were, there were some times where whenever you're in one spot, especially for almost a month together, there's going to be some head knocking a little bit. I mean, that happens with our team. It happens with oh, both yeah. teams.
1: Well, you know. for me, lucky me, I ended up in a house with two guys who've been friends with 12 for 12 years and they're both skeptics. And um, I'm just like, you know, know, I'm the odd guy out and out of nowhere um, and I'm just meeting them. Um, So, you know, obviously that puts me in a position where I'm going to be dealing with, you know, some of that and on top of the fact that we're you know investigating every day and there you know there was negative oppressive energies there that was trying to mess with us and i think that was you know amplifying over time which i had very many times tried to convey that to the to the two of them that like you know we we got to just you know we got to stay clear here we got to you know psychologically and emotionally we got to you know
0: <laughs> yeah just
1: take it easy because you know these these intelligent negative spirits Whatever they are, they know exactly what we're doing, and they know we cannot leave the property. So not not only we are we like kind of like a family that's living in a property. Now I don't think Ed Warren's ever thinking of taking it to this level, but (laughs) I brought it up last night when I did um, another podcast. But like you know, in in some of those crazy cases the Warrens did, I mean they would all you know the family, the poor family, have to put beds in the living room. They'd all have to sleep together in the living room because they just couldn't sleep. And then someone, you know, some of these energies, the spirits would try to target them, um, you know, just because of the activity. But like, we, we were every day, we, we weren't just living there. We were engaging, communicating, yeah, and, and trying to talk to them constantly. So it, it was like, you know, by the third week, I literally was like, I felt like I was literally part of the spirit world and like, not really part of earth anymore. You wow. know, I felt like I was one of the spirits on the property because that's all we were doing all we were doing is com- communicating with spirits living with them breathing <laughs> breathing them right. i mean thinking about them dreaming about them seeing them hearing them feeling them i mean it, it's it's it is a very true thing to sit there and obviously we took it to an extreme that i'm again i don't think it works thinking probably not very wise it was we were taking it to a uh you know an experimental level to see if it really would and i mean i've done long investigations so i was a little prepared for that sort of thing you know i i've done seven haunted locations seven different haunted locations seven days in a row and travel across the country. Um, You know, I could do that. I love it. Um, But when you have no escape, you can't go out to dinner and have a, you know, a social environment with your friends and people that you, you you know, you work with. Uh, You know, you need that that breath of fresh air, that escape from the property. Um, You know, I always, I I thought about, like, prisoners, you know. Um, Obviously, it's not like a prison. Right, right. We couldn't leave the property, and so, like, all the, the little nooks and crannies of the property in the house that I couldn't leave. Like it's all I knew. It's all I knew that, that property. Uh, and it's like, it becomes, starts to become really overwhelming by the third week is really when it started to really gnaw at me and like, you know, and and the isolation. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody to talk to that I care about. I'm friends with, uh, to, to kind of like release. Um, so uh, you know, it was definitely, But that also gave a chance because of that for me to connect with that female spirit and led to this this amazing experience and my connection to her overall. Um, So I knew in that experience alone, just as she had said to me, um, which wasn't on the show, but she said to me, uh, you were meant to come here. You captured my essence. And that's why just part of that is really just incentivized me and inspired me to make sure that I tell this story because I, I really feel as if. This connection I had with her, and how this song was created, and and this experience that I had with this song with her, um, it, it, I felt I really feel as if the story, the experience, is bigger than me, and I felt it was bigger than what I was doing there on camera. Like I really just felt as if this story, that this experience, needs to be shared, um, and that's why I'm excited to kind of give that extension of that connection and that validation um, of my connection with her and how uh, truly amazing it, it was.
0: What a ride, man. So so tell me this. At any point during this investigation in this twenty eight days, were there ever moments where you had regrets getting involved in this situation or any kind of true fears? Like were you ever truly like scared at all during this twenty eight days?
1: I wasn't scared. Um, at all, I mean, I live the paranormal twenty four seven. I'm sensitive to spirits. I have things, you know, communicating to me all day. Mm-hmm. You know, things follow me home because I always offer to pray for spirits. I always offer to help, and I think that they're they're drawn to individual characteristics of someone's aura um, because they know what your intent is subconsciously. So they know that if you're a good person, they know if you're willing to hear them, experience them, and give them a voice or give them an opportunity to release something or make them feel like they're once uh you know alive again like they're in the physical planet we are because that's really what a lot of the ghosts want they want to feel like they're alive again um so they that's why they they reach out and they want to have they that we you know acknowledgement gives them energy so that connection to them um for whatever that reason is um so um you know i was never scared i definitely had some creepy stuff happen that's definitely not on the show too mm-hmm. um but um yeah, I, I mean i guess like the part was that sucked is like You know, I had, you know, obviously you see a moment with me and Nick on there. And then I did have, you know, even one moment with Aaron too, like, you know, and I'm just like, it's just very frustrating to be in a house with like two people who are trying to pull apart, you know, potentially what you're doing. Mm. And like, you know, they have different methods of doing stuff that I would consider like dangerous. And I, you know, I'm just like, guys, like, we have to be stuck here for a long period of time. Like, I don't like... You know, if they do stuff that invites even more dark (laughs) things into the property, you know, not only, you know, I'm also the target because of the work that I do as a demonologist too and going and helping people, releasing spirits and praying for them also. They're going to come right for me and and use other people as a manipulation tool to create more chaos and divide uh, in the house because, again, they know how long we have to sit there and stay there. so i that was my concern and that's why when you know nick tried to accuse me of like uh you know writing on the mirror i was like oh dear here we go you yeah. know was just like um
0: yeah it's just like i gotta be honest with you that that pissed, me off. A, that pissed me off that that, that yeah. pissed me off that scene right there i yeah, didn't like
1: well, welcome to
0: the party i mean
1: uh, yeah i didn't you like know, that um <laughs> You know, I, I don't mind someone being skeptical, but you know when they come on there and they actually literally try to attack your character, yeah. you know, I would do something like that. Yeah, um, I was I was definitely upset, but then I had to try to keep my cool because yeah, I I don't know what was trying to even amplify you know, things in the house to make matters worse between them. And obviously you see an argument between Nick and Aaron, and then Aaron's crying. It's just like, and I try to tell him, I'm just like, you guys don't understand. It's just like there's negative things in this house that are going to be amplifying our emotions. We are we are in a wheel like a hamster in a cage right now to these negative energies. Mm-hmm. And if we give them any sort of opportunity to, uh, you know, with this dark version of chess, they're going <laughs> to,
0: yeah,
1: it, it's going to be their move, and they're going to win this game.
0: Oh, it's like open season uh-huh. for them.
1: You know, yeah. it's like I could sit here in the house by myself and get through. There's no freaking problem.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, but like when you're when you're with other people and have different methods and different, you know, approaches and different attitudes That's and stuff talented. like that, it just this allows more opportunity for for disconnects, for arguing, for you know, uh, people uh, looking at each other like, oh, he's fake, or I'm better than this person, or whatever this and that, and you know, this these are things that we know happens even in families homes you know if there's a negative thing in the house you know it causes fights out of Mm -hmm. nowhere you know we know that the negative energies can amplify any sort of negative emotion that a human being can have envy jealousy rage sadness depression i mean all these things are on the table and we are there for an extreme long period of time i don't even know if anyone's ever done anything like what we've (laughs) we've done before that's a long
0: time in one spot to camp out like that man i can't think of anything like that that matches that
1: yeah, and, and that's the thing too. On the show, it's it's so quick and concise, and there's so much more that went on. People have no clue yeah. <laughs> how extreme it really was. I'm no. telling you, by the third week, I felt like I was slurring my words. Oh my I was God. having vision once while I was like standing there, you know, and d- visions of crazy stuff that I like didn't even make in the show. Like, it was, wow. it, was, it, was, it, was it was nuts. So,
0: did um, so you get a chance to see the film? Um, once it's finished because you guys are just one in one spot. Don't forget. There's two other teams out there in two different locations so So when when they released it on Netflix, is that the first time you got to see the whole film? Yes, okay, so <laughs> let me ask you this would that being so now that I know that and you're a demonologist So what what I'm curious. What, what are your thoughts with Jeremy Leonard's? Um, that scene where where he just got pretty much take he almost possessed um what are your thoughts on that i
1: mean you know i only saw the show once i mean i'm probably going to watch it at least one more time i just it's been so crazy but um you know I, i mean in that one moment when i saw him say um which was my main concern for him and obviously from there i felt like that's when it kind of the tables turned and really he started to change is when he said those words um you know if you want to get to her you got to come through me yeah now that that's that that's 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 inadvertent invitation now you're just using you um for it to to attack you Mm. um and then from there like i know when he was she was freaking out and i looked at his face i was like wow his face is like changing like i legit looked at his face and i'm like Uh that doesn't look right man Yeah, legitimately does not look right like i literally was like dude i feel like there's something like there was definitely legitimate influence going on mm-hmm. and um, I think that's where that's where that opening started to uh, come through and latch onto him uh, it's to the point where you know it was it could have been like a really serious dangerous um, situation
0: you know I, I've met I've met him in person um, I, I did an event with him in Louisiana last year nice dude man and the dude that I met and the dude that I saw and that situation in, in, that, in that location in the, in the film, I was like, "Oh shit, that's not the same guy." I mean, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I,
1: I met him when we had to do some, uh, you know, stuff out in LA for extra, you know, lines just to, mm-hmm. for our interviews and stuff um, regarding what happened. Uh, really nice guy, He's just easy yeah. go, go lucky guy, friendly guy. So I mean, yeah, looking at that, like I said, his facial expression is definitely was offsetting for sure after that happened Mm -hmm. i'm like that did not look right um and then he ends up going to the hospital too it's like you know i mean obviously i think that the experiment was to put the you know that demonologist as, as his title in the worst possible place with the psychic medium i mean. Um, and obviously you, are seeing how, how that could unfold potentially, um,
0: (laughs) that poor lady, she was, she went through some shit, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, a lot of psychics out there don't really do a lot of paranormal investigating. They kind of just read people. It's a different ball game it's a very different ball game. Now you could read people. Now, I, you know, I've had many messages come to me like, oh, do you read? You know, do you do readings? Like, I never saw myself lining people up to read them. I always wanted to use it on cases and help out on in paranormal investigative manners for my abilities, um, even though I've, I've picked up on stuff for, for people randomly, uh, if it happens, but that's the way I've really approached my ability and my gift, and I feel like I'm called to kind of use it in that that manner. But, um, you know, again, uh, Brandy, I, you know, some people don't really investigate the paranormal <laughs> as much and, and deal with a lot of negative oppressive stuff and again being in a place for that long you, you're, you're going to notice uh, many different situations that could present themselves that could be seriously uh, dangerous mm. um, that can build over time and again these things that are intelligent they're using it um, again to their advantage um, and you, I think you were probably seeing some of that um, with the two of them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Some of the some of the evidence captured on film in this in this show is pretty mind boggling too. Um, I don't want to get into too many. I'm not going to get into outright it, but Everybody needs to watch because some of the stuff they captured on video is is pretty freaking impressive. Honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's I'm, <laughs> no, like no, I said, man,
1: so, so much happened.
0: Yeah, and I get what you're saying, too, because the, 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 in the two films that I'm involved with, you know, we film for, for days and days, and it's got to get, and then once it hits the editor, I mean, you know, they got to oh, yeah. squeeze all that time into, a, you know, an hour and 20 minutes or whatever. Um, there's a lot of stuff that don't make it in. You
1: well, know? you're basically talking about for this show, uh, it's about an hour to an hour and a half per team the entire season, and we were there for the 28 days. We were there. So you're talking about hundreds of hours hundreds and hundreds of hours of investigating and things happening all over the place and different things that we were picking up through our investigations and evidence that we got that went in all sorts of different directions having to do with all different pieces of history and things that people may have brought there from staying there and doing their own yeah. uh, free will choices and, and, and things that could invite it in from their activity. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, hmm. it, it, you get pulled in so many different directions, but um, you know, that was, you know, the most profound, important story that was connected to the history of the house, and then her, ultimately, because she was she really was there in the house, and I I do believe she's at she's at peace and with her captain, and
0: okay, I'll talk ahead about ahead.
1: that with the, with the song when it comes out, like yeah. you know what I saw, and even when I came home, and even the day the the show came out, I had another vision of her, um, and it's very positive and it's very comforting, It definitely makes me emotional too, yeah. um, so you know that to me is what I take out of that is that beautiful experience I have with that spirit like I've, I've never had with with any spirit um, ever before or all the years of me investigating the paranormal wow.
0: that's wild what about yeah. when you finished filming and went back home how much did it impact you you know personally did you have were you did you feel really drained did it take you a while to recover from that situation yes
1: so it felt very strange to be in a, a public
0: environment mm-hmm. the first thing i wanted to do when i left the
1: property is like i called my friends I'm like we're going for drinks <laughs> <laughs> i was like you have no idea i just i don't care and it's so weird brad because we went to a restaurant to get food with a few of my friends and i just felt so strange um it felt so weird to be around people that wasn't the people that i was in the house with mm. and um uh, you know all of a sudden the light starts flickering above the table that we're sitting oh, at, wow. and my right ear just starts ringing, oh. and then literally someone yells out, "Sean!" And my friend next to me heard it. The two of us heard it, and I'm just like, I'm just like, what has happened? I just, you know what I mean? Because like I'm so accustomed to investigating and talking to spirits every single day, and now I'm not doing that for the first night in so many weeks, and it's just like I felt. It took me about a, a week or two to really feel back to normal, uh, being a part of society. Wow. That's, that's the best way to explain it um, it felt very very weird
0: Wow that's wild I mean I felt a little bit of that when I was in the Navy came coming back from deployment it was just really weird to be back home and mm-hmm. um, but what about go ahead go ahead
1: no no, I'm saying I
0: bet yeah I bet. so what about um, like physical because when you guys as a medium I mean it takes a lot a lot I'm, I'm assuming because I'm not one but I'm assuming a situation like that an experience like that almost a month and all that work you had to do mentally did you have a mental recovery to go through Were you just did you just need time to regroup and like and, and, and rebuild your strength again
1: well I'll tell you like when I was staying in the house for the first for the first week um you know we would just basically give a a shopping list of stuff we would needed you know from the store and they would go out get us which is pretty nice and we would be able to grill out and and eat stuff Mm -hmm. like that and that was a that was a nice part um but i noticed because we're just we're there for so long i'm like i'm starting to eat like crappy food yeah and like i noticed is that like i I gotta watch myself because you know i really need to have a clear mind i don't want to get like I don't want to lean into a depression or lean into that because I, I know that there's, there's oppressive energies here with us. And I, I, you know, the first week I was starting to eat a lot, you know, because we're stuck and you, you don't have TV. You don't have that escape anywhere, nothing. Jeez. So you, you, you know, what you do is you start eating. And I, you know, I noticed myself kind of <laughs> falling off the balance of eating all the time. And I'm like, no, that's it. I, I, you know, so I just, I told myself and I just luckily our property had a big backyard. So I would just get up in the morning and I'd start doing laps around the big yard, know. doing push-ups and listening uh, you know, to music, um, and uh, you know, I, I, I would get up every morning and work out. And it really helped me to kind of prepare as we continue the experiment and, and engaging the spirits every day to really try to make sure that I had the best head on my shoulders, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically um, as we continue.
0: Wow, two more things and I'll let you go. I know you're a busy guy. Oh, um, would you go back if the opportunity rose to the same location so you can continue your own work there?
1: Well, it's funny because I just went back there two weeks ago just to film oh. in the, the room just to get a little B-roll to say I'm back in the room where I had this experience yeah. because I want to put part of the footage in the music video. Because the music video, uh, I want to just do a quick little story, footage of the house, tell what happens, present. Um, a couple of the EBPs that I got, um, and then I'm going to play the music video. Um, so it, it I, I literally went back there, and it felt very, very weird uh-huh, <laughs> to be did. on that property again. Did,
0: did, did the female very, spirit? Very did, did you connect again to Adelaide?
1: I mean, you know, I just it just felt emotional to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, you know, I I had the spirit box on and they mentioned something about the song, like how it's really, really good. Um, and (laughs) you know, I, I know she's thankful for, for this connection that I had and, and giving her a voice to her story. And I, I don't, I mean, to think about the fact that a song was created, um, to be inspired by someone that's been passed away for over at least a hundred years. Yeah. And you know, we connected, um, and for me to have that realization that she was aware that I was gonna write this song while I was on that property, and me have proof of that, is truly freaking amazing. Pretty wild. It, it's just unbelievable. So, um, I, I just, that's why it's so special to me, um, because, of, because of that. And then what she showed me when I came home, and um, you know the night that I got the last mix of the song, um, I was just sitting in my bed with the headphones on when I got the last mix of the song because I recorded it down in Nashville and uh, it's probably the most beautiful song I've ever written. It's very emotional and um, you know I had a vision of a woman in green dress and she gave me a curtsy and I just know I just know it's her saying thank wow. you
0: Wow that's really wild yeah. man. Um, yeah all right so when looking back at the whole experience like did, did the, the 28 days the entire experience did it meet or exceed your expectations going into this.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it exceeded because of my my connection to her. I think being in a property that long, you have an opportunity to really connect with spirits. I think that spirits will target certain individuals. I'm going to take it back to the, their aura and and their intent, um, their openness. Um, and being there for such a long period of time, it's like they can get to know you, and kind of you know feel safe with your energy, or uh, figure out if they want to communicate with you and give you answers, and, and give a voice to what they're desperately trying to reach out from, you know, the other side, to try to get that message to you um, because of what they endured in their own life and. You know, I I, like I said what she said to me you were meant to come here And and I know it's because of my connection to her and what led to the you know The creation of this song and me telling that story and then what I'm doing and and I'll release the song next month
0: Unbelievable. I can't wait to hear the song last thing. I got for you. If there's some advice you can share With some of the young and -and up-and-coming paranormal investigators and psychic mediums That are about to dip their feet into the waters of this field. What's some advice you can give them?
1: um well i've always said from the beginning i think it's really i think it's really safe and healthy to go out and read books um uh, people that were around the pioneers time like the warrens because the first book i ever read was the demonologist and i thought it was a very uh, insightful very easy read they can read about some of their most extreme cases and you can kind of put yourself and formulate some sort of approach how you want to go forward with the paranormal and you have to be prepared for the worst case scenario because you know it's not a game it's it's not just going into an amusement park and getting on a roller coaster ride even though it feels you get all the same feelings that you do um this is something that can stay with you it can live with you it can affect you in so many different ways and it can get really negative where you can ultimately end up hurting yourself or others um, and you don't want that so i think it's very important to uh read up on stuff And learn not just from watching TV shows. You know, read books. It really helped me. I was going out. I I watched a lot of TV shows, but uh, you need to kind of discover how you want to approach the paranormal and make sure that you're safe if you decide to do so.
0: Well, Sean, I enjoyed talking to you, man. Finally, finally, after knowing you all these years, man, I finally get to chat with you for a little while. I Really enjoyed this. The show is on Netflix. Twenty Eight Days Haunted. Everybody needs to go out and check this out. It's it's ranked up in top six or seven in the world. Right now, Sean, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, if you have a website, or anything else you want to get plugged in there before we wrap it up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean D. Austin, S-E-A-N, D is David, A-U-S-T-I-N, dot com, or it's the same handle at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Sean D. Austin. And, yeah, thank you so much for having me.